Welcome to Confessions of an SEO. This is Carolyn Holzman. I'm calling this episode My Conundrum. These past few months have brought a lot of changes for me and I'm, I'm guessing for a lot of us looking at the employment numbers. So for me, being in agency work for almost two years as head of an SEO department with a team, I found myself at a crossroads. So frankly, do I either recreate my own agency or do I find another one to work for? I've invested a number of years, close to tens of thousands of dollars worth of SEO education and training. And, and frankly, I'll be honest with you, neither of these options appeals to me right now. I believe there's a place for everybody and everything. And as I explore, you know, my options, where I notice is that a lot of the energy flows and is strongest around something that I started for me as kind of like um, crafting, SEO crafting, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, arts and crafts. And so what this is called is SEO testing. And I've seen this for a little while now as a way to really contribute to the, the body SEO, uh, the the um, what what's there for other people to, to learn that I can learn ahead of time and then share. So let me explain. SEO testing is where a single variable test, that means we're, we're testing for one thing, so everything is the same and only one thing is changed and then measuring that result. Very much like the um, junior high science experiments. So what happens is, is we run these tests directly in Google, for the most part, and Bing search engines. And as we approach the question, we propose a hypothesis and then structure a test in a way that's likely to reveal some answer in regard to that question. Usually it's a multiple page test where we have uh, that test page where we make the change and control pages that are pretty much all alike. Uh, you know, they may be different uh, content, but generally the, the conditions on that page are the same. And we create keywords that are unique so that by searching for that keyword or keyword phrase, we'll pull up our test pages and just our test pages, ideally. So when they're left running, um, we measure and then when something changes, we analyze that change and then we write up and publish the results. So by being able to test for ourselves, opinions about what to do are no longer valuable. Because if the search results indicate a clear preference for something, or for that matter, even a negative uh, preference for something, then we know exactly what to do or what not to do. By developing our own data from these tests, we no longer rely on tweets from Google what somebody else or some guru tells us, whether it's better to have this particular thing or that particular thing because it's a ranking factor. And unless you've been deep in the SEO world, something amazing has been happening that you probably don't know about. In the last five years, we've been, and when I say we, I mean an, a group of professional SEOs, professional search, um, search people, that we've... Um, we've been able to determine very specific what we call keyword zones on web pages that are beneficial. 
and so basically we look at all the different places you can um, place a keyword or things related to keywords and I was very fortunate to be involved in the early early days of SEO testing um, here th this is what brought me in um, there was a question floating around on a forum and I'll tell you what the question is and before I say it, just know that if you're a business owner listening to this, you may not know what the heck this means, and it's okay, right? This is for the for the SEOs, but you'll you'll get the bigger picture shortly. I'll I'll explain that. So the question on the forum was, should the meta title and the H1 on the page be exactly the same or different? Now, not a single person brought proof to the discussion. It was all conflicting opinions, and frankly, whoever was the most aggressive was the one that more people agreed with. And uh, if it wasn't that person, it was somebody who read an article that espoused one particular treatment, but when I would track the article down, it didn't have any proof. It, it was, again, glorified opinion. Basically, people saying, I tried this on my site, and I'm raking great. Do what I do, but I can't tell you why it's working. In short, it's, it's pretty useless to someone who's, who's really trying to figure things out. I met a fellow SEO colleague, an agency owner, at a conference in the summer of 2015. He told me what he was doing. And by the end of the week, uh, we were starting testing. He was running his tests, I was running mine, and we were calling each other and sharing and um, kind of like pushing, pushing the ball along. And so, the first question I wanted to find out was about that, that earlier question from the forum about the meta title and the H1s. So at the time, we were doing multiple websites uh, with multiple page tests. There would be a, a page on one domain and then another page on another domain and then we would compare them. Now, interestingly enough, I should let you know that the protocol of testing has changed dramatically in the last five years. And so it's really been, it, it's been a real privilege to be on this, this path. So, but anyway, that's how we were doing them at the time. And so I ran the test, and lo and behold, got my answer. And then I ran it again, because that's all good science. Is it recreatable? And got the same result. Now, you have to understand the freedom that I experienced was mind-blowing as an SEO. I had previously looked to, relied on, demanded the experience of others and again like so many of us used to do and I would say so many of us continue to do but but now I felt the freedom. No more gurus, no more fear of loss, because if I could have the Google results answer my question, then first off, not only would I waste any time, I might even start to help raise the quality of the questions, which is, of course, what happened. And so the, the person I met, his name is Kyle Roof, and he, he knows how much I appreciate him, um, his sense of questioning, and also, for no small reason, his willingness to share what he was doing with someone at the time that he didn't know very well. Um, but here's what's happening today. And these tests with their made-up keywords are informing solid SEO strategies 
all across this country, and I dare say the world, the kind that are not going to get a site penalized because they come from Google itself, from their search results. And I know there's a lot of SEO tricks and hacks that get discovered and exploited. And the thing about those things is they always work until the moment they don't. So once you and I get a little more acquainted with each other, um, I'll share what happened to me on that front, but that's for another episode. So getting back to the testing. When we know what is good, we now have data. And then we look at live competitive searches and see where we can apply the same principle, the, the principle of the test that revealed something to us that we didn't previously know. So just last week, I, I got to be a part of a consultation with an SEO agency who knows my work. And, and based on some of the testing, which I will frankly agree, it can look a little nutty, even to a seasoned SEO. But when the principle of the test was shared, she could immediately see what was needed to develop a set of processes for her team based on that testing. That now they could um, start to utilize this in their work that they do for their SEO clients. So what testing has led me to discover is that I don't just want to know what's working in Google today. I want to have the ability to know when Google changes. And because I know what Google changed, I am able to adjust accordingly. So after any kind of Google update, you're able to tell what's working after that change. And the only way to really know that is to have access to tools that will be able to allow you to look at a lot of data and pull back what the correlations are between different factors and the, uh, the spot where, let's say, if there's a test URL in there um, to, to see what is happening in those results. Um, you know, taking a, a someone who's ranking on the middle of page two before and then either they go up or they go down after an update but then you can see what the differences are you can compare the before and the after now I'm not a mathematician or a programmer but I do have access to some serious tools um, SEO theorists and other fellow testers in my mastermind where we hammer out processes and test results so the, the lens of SEO has widened considerably for me through that testing. So when someone comes up with a question, it's seen as a, a test to be run. And this is how we find our answers. We're not making it up. We actually have data to support the recommendations. And if you're talking to or working with professional SEOs, and I'm, I'm, this part is like if you're an independent business owner, not an SEO, but you have a, a business, if they're not talking to you about testing directly, um, hopefully you're working with an agency that does have a process that's been created off of testing. So if they haven't talked to you, um, do ask them. However, I would highly recommend you do it in a way that moves your relationship forward. Not a confrontational, because if you have somebody good working for you, you really don't want to lose them. And don't get me wrong, it, it's great have a process you know a lot of times I've heard um, 
you know, a lot of people say, well, this is what's in every package that we do. But if, if you don't have a process that's informed by testing, um, and I'll be honest with you, uh, a lot of what um, I currently see in the market, there are a number of, of big names that do not know what's coming up. They just keep doing the things that, quite frankly, haven't moved the needle in a while. And, but what it does do is it generates revenue for them. And most of these are, are big names that charge around $300 a month. And you would think, based on who they are, that uh, you should trust them. But the bottom line is they don't know what's around the corner. And if, if it's not working, in, when the it, I mean, if you are either an SEO on a project or you are a, a company that, that, that knows what SEO is. Um, so if it's not working, you need to find out why it's not working. And some people don't know where to go, and the place to go is testing, not to articles, not to gurus, and definitely no matter how much you want to, your brother-in-law, unless he's in a testing mastermind. So if you're a business owner, one thing that might really inform your interactions with your SEO professional might be to ask them how many SEO tests they're running. First off, that is way better than asking them if they're testing. Um, some SEOs, they, they do try things out on their own uh, commercial sites, but you really don't want that. You want something, uh, well, let me just say, that, that mentality is sort of like, let's throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. But And you also want to make sure they're not using your site for that same kind of uh, test. So you want to know, are the tests they're running isolated tests? They would have to be on, we call them test domains, but um, their environments where the tests only have one or two factors that are playing into the test. And you can't really do that with a site that is um, a commercial site that you're, you're working on and doing a lot of things around or, or that's had a lot of things done to it because you, you want to isolate that, that one factor. And by limiting the number of factors, and sometimes you have to do a couple, um, then that creates more reliability in your findings. And if it's something that you can replicate in a live environment, it's the principle that you're testing, not, not the specific uh, page. So ah, I realize I've, I've made this episode a lot about testing, but so I guess you know I like it a lot. But what I like about it is what it brings to our industry. I feel like I'm finding things and I'm helping other SEOs and through those insights, actually helping their clients. It's kind of like going out on reconnaissance like a scout and being able to see what's up ahead. None of us control what's up ahead. It's just being able to see what's up ahead. And, and what's the difference now after an update versus before? And, and in the course, um, I took a course uh, about, um, you know, uh, developing developing your agency and things like that and um, one of the things that uh, I have a very good relationship with other SEOs who have a lot of experience a lot more experience on the agency side than I do that's what I'm trying to say 
Um, and I've had the good fortune to participate in this course over the last couple of months and put some of these principles from the course into my vision, my view. And I think you remember in the beginning I said, you know, do I do an agency or do I do, um, uh, you know, find another agency to work for or do I, you know, go directly to clients? And so what's been really cool is being able to look at the things that I'm good at, that I enjoy, and there are some things that I didn't, did not, you know, in both of those. I said I had no, no desire to do either one. Um, but I, by having the chance to observe this and to look at my own situation, um, I see that I'm moving forward, moving forward, that it's, it's going to be up to me to create a situation where I'm bringing in more of the things that I like and not bringing in things that I don't. And I'm really excited with the direction that things are going. And, and maybe the deal for me is not the agency route, not the client work. I don't know yet. So anyway, um, I think that's going to be the end of this episode. And I'll look forward to talking with you on the next one. This is Confessions of an SEO. And this is Carolyn Holzman. I'll see you in the SERPs.